been two weeks since we last saw each other, Matt. And do you know what you could say? Do you know what some people might say? That we're all together again. Oh, we, we yeah, I like that. I like victory. <laughs> we are all together again. Here's the thing, though. This show, The Bread Club, right, all together again, you know uh, myself and Kieran. Uh, I watched all together again, and I had no fucking clue who half the dudes were. Uh, the only people I struggled with were the All Japan guys. I, I had no clue of the All Japan guys outside of Kento Miyahara and maybe one or two other guys. Um, we were we, we were all in the same boat. We were all there together, like learning. Um, it's part of the fun of the show. It's you know, it's a it's a fun, good vibe show. I look, I agree. I think the show was is for a great cause. Um. I can't believe it's taken this long for them to kind of put aside their egos and do uh, several of these because they've all been super successful, um, at least from a fan standpoint. I enjoy them. The the cross promotion in Japan at the moment is just wild. Like, I don't feel like we've had this in a modern day for, for fans today. Like maybe in like the 90s and 80s, I don't know. But like... You look at all together again, historic crossover, the Wrestle Kingdom Noah shows, the Muto Retirement Show, All Star Junior Festival. Like, there's definitely like Noah guys are tag team champions in all Japan, and all Japan guys are showing up in Noah, and Noah guys showing up in all Japan, and Kento Miyahara is at Yuji Nagata's anniversary show from all Japan. It's Nagata's the all Japan champion. Like, it's wild. Hiromo's going to Dragon Gate. It's so fucking cool. Like, everyone is just fucking everywhere. Yeah, I think uh, it's a breath of fresh air, and we're seeing it here in the states too. Like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, why didn't we ever do this before? Kind of quite like, what, what's, what, what was stopping us? Everybody, if everybody is successful in this working promote, you know, this cross promotion, then everybody wins. Exactly. Like, and in New Japan could really just be like, we're the big dog. We we don't need you guys. Like, it's certainly not all Japan as well. Like. They could certainly become their own island, much like WWE have always done. And so, but you know, like you said, success for everyone, success for everyone is good for everyone. Um, like it, it's it's wonderful to see that New Japan are like you know, Hiromu's going to Dragon Gate, and Hiromu wants to challenge every motherfucker from every promotion, and you know, the Jun Kasai stuff. We got Freedom's interaction now with New Japan. Fucking Jun Kasai stepping into a New Japan ring was something we probably never thought we'd see, but here we are. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, um, you know, and when I say that, I don't mean like just some fucking asshole on social media, like to be a fan that genuinely just like wrestling across the board, no matter if it's like WWE or New Japan or AEW or Impact or Rev Pro, like just being a wrestling fan, like it's such a great time because there's the there's so much to digest and there's so many things that we've never seen before. Uh, it's very exciting. I enjoy every single second of it. Yeah, it's just like if you don't like this, like cool, go somewhere else. You're you're gonna find something you like. Like you know, don't hate watch something. If WWE is getting you down, like you know, get rid of it. If AEW isn't rocking your boat, then fucking check out Impact. There, there's and there, there's there's more variety than ever, and obviously it's more accessible than ever with the internet and everyone's streaming services, and it's pretty cheap. Yeah, you know, New Japan World is like you know eight bucks a month. Wrestle Universe is like about the same and for that you get ddt noah tjpw and other promotions like it, right. it's the you, best probably spend, you probably spend like eight bucks a day on fucking coffee 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine paying instead of that one coffee one day, you get a month's worth of fucking access to ten different promotions on Wrestle Universe. Well, I, I should I should plug New Japan World. Really, we are a New Japan focus show. We are buy a Keurig, right, and then you can make your fucking coffee at home. So you're saving eight bucks a day, and you get this awesome streaming service. It's a, it's a win. See, you come to Bread Club thinking you're going to get New Japan bullshit, and you really you get financial advice from Matt of the Shining Wizards. Like you know, right? That's what you really come here for. Yeah, and I don't even drink coffee. I drink yeah, energy. Neither do I. So I'm still. I'm I mean, still I don't drink them either. <laughs> Fucking four dollars a day for an energy drink. That's that's better than eight dollars a day on a coffee. It is. It's true. It's damn true, Kieran. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, altogether, it does feel like it was uh, a very, very long time ago. Um, God, it was. It was almost two weeks ago. But before we get into all together, I had a brain thing. Right, my brain. In financial advice first, and now this. Matt, Matt is firing on all cylinders. I'm in the zone, man. I'm feeling good. Let me tell you, I am not uh, handy. I can't fix anything, Kieran. I break shit good. I'm great at breaking <laughs> shit. Right, if you've watched the Shining Wizards podcast, you've seen me destroy my setup um, because of my internet. So I'm good at breaking things, but I can't fix shit. But yesterday, I called one of my wife's friends. He came over. We installed a window in the garage. I feel great. I feel like I can do anything. So I am hyper-focused. My brain is crystal clear. I'm doing three podcasts today. Three? We've got we've got the Bread Club. We've got Wizards featuring bad dude motherfucking T.O. <laughs> What's the third? And then I'm doing uh, the Apron Bump podcast with my good friend Kyle, where he, oh, is, yeah. he is watching uh, all promotions in... A chronological order and every couple months i pop on to cover a pay-per-view uh i've done progress which you know i came on here and i should all know how that progress. one yep <laughs> uh, some ecw and ring of honor today i'm gonna do a wwe no way out 2003 so i, I prep for that who's on uh, that card good what's up what's some of them what's some of my, the marquee matches on that card uh triple h scott steiner <laughs> christ Stone Cold Steve Austin's return, where he wrestled Eric Bischoff. It gets better. The Rock versus the Hulkster, dude. Okay, that's good. That's that's a sincere good, hopefully. Uh, uh, RVD and Kane against... Oh, no. Who are the tag champions? Fuck. I'm, that's a tag title match. I'm not going to have a clue. But you, but you you were alluding to doing more than just in, in installing the window, I think. Yes. So, clear mind, focus. We usually forget every week. We do it at the end of the show. Today, I thought, hey, I, we have this wonderful stream yard set up. Let's talk about the wonderful people that support the Bread Club on Fightful Overbook. And let's talk about the comments they left on Bread Club episode number 24, where we got our G1, blo- uh, a G1 preview. We talked about Dominion, and we have all these wonderful supporters. And Kieran, I can, I, I made a little thing. Look, watch this. Pete oh, Davies, he commented. Magic. He said, Hiromu's having a heck of a run with the title. So many great title matches in this run so far. Also, Eddie, in my opinion, is gonna is great in the ring. He had some incredible matches in AEW, for instance. Hiromu is really having a great run. Uh, Pete is all right. Like, if you look at it in a bubble, if if we wasn't kind of hit over the head with Hiromu for so many years, we'll, we'll look back at this Hiromu run in a few years and we'll be like, God damn. 
that was awesome. If he keeps on this trajectory, and especially if they get those outsiders in, like he wants to defend it against people from other promotions. If they they tap into that a bit more, it's going to be something truly special when all is said and done. Yeah, and I think um, you know if you listen to the Bread Club last week, two weeks ago, excuse me, like the disappointment uh, from myself with Hiram, uh with Wado winning best of the super juniors if it couldn't have been despy then it had to be Watto, and then to have him not win the title at dominion so i think that is in reference to what pete was talking about her yep. run there um let's see what else look at this psycho tom yo where can i get some bread club stickers with that logo look, can i just i've tried to do this for wrestle in as a patreon perk like send stickers of all our because we've got such cool podcast logos much like the bread club logo and I wanted to send them out to people and, uh, you know, give them away at wrestling shows and stuff. You know, check out my podcast. Check out Wrestle Win. It's so fucking difficult to make a sticker, man. <laughs> I thought it'd be really easy. I'd upload a picture, press some buttons and say, print this for me on a sticky piece of paper. Job done. No, it has to be certain like DPI, which is fucking something per image. Like, I don't know like the yeah, graphic like high resolution yeah like the d i can't think of what the d and dpi stands for and i feel like an idiot now but like it has to be higher resolution and then you have to have like a bit around the edge where they like will cut out so that, like it fades in because it's not perfect anything and i was like okay well obviously i want to test it first i want to make sure it's going to look okay first right and it costs so much to get a few testers and i'm like well fuck because if i could make a break club sticker i would i would i I'm hoping I can pull my finger out for Wembley Stadium for AW All In and I can hand out wrestling stickers and I can hand out break club stickers and I can stick them on the lampposts and wrestling fans will be walking past and they can ignore them. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds. If if you can help me make stickers, please fucking, I will, I'm all ears. I got a guy. I'm going to send, I'm going to. Do you actually? I do. The, so um, He's on the, they're on the shining was the Mark order podcast is on the shining wizards network. And yep. they're specifically an AEW podcast. They have my guy, Ant money. He does stickers. And then somehow they ended up on like a free sticker forum. And that he is sending out hundreds of stickers a week. Like people, people just request it. It's, it's crazy, but he is in the process of making new stickers now. So, Maybe I'll reach out to you, see if he can help you with your sticker game. Yes, please, man. It was a fucking nightmare. And I was like, I can't be spending this money. Like, it's not cheap. If I know it's going to work, I'll take the hit. I'll buy a shit ton. But right. I don't know yes. if it's going to work, so I can't take that risk. Um, no, you fucking no. pay for them. Our, in the our logo would be a perfect sticker. I agree. You pay for the sticker show up. It looks like uh, they were sitting in the rain for an hour. All yeah, melting. exactly. Like, I had, like, the quality is terrible. It's like fucking... You know, you see when like a grandma prints out a meme to show to their grandkid or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, God knows what will happen. Uh, our man Yusef Ahmed Mansour. What we were talking about earlier. Absolutely exciting times to be a wrestling fan. They hit the nail on the head there. We, we've already covered that. They, he, he's, a, he's one step ahead of us, Yusef. He's always a good dude. Look, I, and Kieran, look, I'm not going to lie. E, e, Liam Franger. Matt, I'm with you. I don't like Master Wado at first, but since Wrestle Kingdom 17, I've been a fan. He should have beaten Hiromu at Dominion to switch things up. I don't disagree. And Matt, Matt clearly doesn't. Matt was all aboard the Watto train. He was leading the charge. He was in the front, fucking tooting the horn. Who, who, um, I, look, I just like what people agree with me. 
that's always a good day. Long, long gone are the days of Kyrie and Tanahashi's hair when people would be wanting to fight you in the comments. No, no, don't worry. Uh, Scott George. Now, Scott George is a little longer because so I was going to go across the bottom of the screen. He says, I do agree with Matt and Kieran that Naito will most likely win the G1. Sonata needs to get over in that match at Wrestle Kingdom if it happens to make him a serious champion. Matt's a bandwagon fan. First Master Wado, now David Finley. Tanahashi turns. He'll be telling us how great his hair is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a super Herb comment. I don't think you're a bandwagon fan. I respect that you can see people are changing and they've proven and you're not so stuck in your ways that you're like, no, they're still rubbish. I've got I've said they're rubbish. I've got to keep on saying they're rubbish. It's a sign of a, a like a smart and a good person when they're willing to change their opinion when new evidence is presented to them. That's a problem right. in today's world. People are stuck in their ways and you know we're not gonna get all political and scientifical, but you know. There's, there's shits out there for a reason. Let's let's make let's not you know use use logic. Yeah, watch Rocky Four, the end of Rocky Four. If I could change, and you could change, and we could change. I love the Rocky series, man. Ugh. Who doesn't? Oh God, magical. Look, we had a whole. F- I don't even the Sparks. This could be a whole family of people watching uh, Bread Club. <laughs> That's a terrifying thought. Right, great listen. Been paying attention to New Japan two years now and still learning and watching all the greatness I've missed over the years. I just watched Cody versus Kenny versus Abushi, and it was so good. Yeah, I mean, two years you joined during the pandemic. Uh, you know, it's all up from here, baby, for you. Um, and yeah, I love that that triple threat match. I know, kind of, we all wanted it to be Kenny and Abushi, and Cody kind of was shoved in, and you know, uh, it, it seemed like there was maybe holding Abushi Kenny again for a bigger stage, but. AEW comes along. Um, but I think it's a really fun match. It's wild. There's like lots of crazy moments in it. It's really exciting. Um, it gets it, it gets a bad rep sometimes from fans, but outside of the you know the Kenny Omega's big fans and the Ibushi Golden Lovers fans and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I dig that one. I agree with you. It's a good match. I think so too. And I think I think a lot of the New Japan purists because New Japan doesn't do a lot of triple yes. threat singles yeah. matches. It's probably. a weird one. Kenny's yeah. reign. Kenny's reign is a very this the bizarre rain it's a it's a that's a weird time that yeah. era of new japan yeah his reign i think it's like he's got the cody defense he's got an issue defense then he's got a cody abushi triple threat and i think that's it like two of his three matches were cody like come on i mean they were trying i guess lightning in a bottle right cody was hot at that time yeah i mean how long did we wait for that kenny rain and then <laughs> you got two cody matches and you'll be happy with it yeah, I mean, where do we be? You know, there's the, the list of like, you know, we had Jay White show up at Impact and go face to face with Kenny Omega two years ago, and nothing came of that. I mean, they're in AEW now, you know, now, Mr. Yeah. Jay White introducing himself to CM Punk on Collision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Michael S. He said the War Dogs debut was sort of lackluster. Wish they could. Now, maybe this guy just wanted to see them without their shirts on. He said, wish they could have come down shirtless with them in their back pockets and even masked. Then did the beat down, unmask, pull the shirts out, put them on. I understand. I've, I've, I loved it, you know, because they're not a big commodity as such. You know, they're not going to get a huge, oh, my God, it's Alex and Gabe. You know, it's not like Juice Robinson when he joined Bullet Club after being away for so long. Like, this was an introduction to these men in a way. Um, and they've been killing it on this tour that's had a couple of shows airing. They've... But it comes very much back to their roots, back to the debit, back to fucking the rules and we'll do what we want, how we want. They're proper 
proper gang mentality now with the Bullet Club once again. Yeah, and then Fergal Devitt go. He says Bullet Club versus BC Gold. Book it, hopefully. I mean, do we think AEW Dynamite, you know, you've got Dynamite Rampage and Collision left before Forbidden Door. Could we see Finley showing up? Could we see the War Dog showing up? You know, is there any Bullet Club representation at Forbidden Door? It's a great question. There, I mean, they're the 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 New Japan guys are done, right? Their tour is done right now. So yeah, they they were all they were all free. No, even Suzuki's obviously announced for Dynamite already. Shibata, Zack Saber Junior. announced for Dynamite. Um, you know, safe to say, I'm sure Tanahashi and Okada and Sonata will probably rock up in some shape or form. Um, but you know, with the fact they've got Collision as well now, it just makes it all that bit more exciting. Like two hours of potential more New Japan guys showing up is is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, this is going to be a huge, huge week for AEW New Japan. Uh, and then I saved, of course, our guy Julian last. Uh, he's got a ticker. He's got a long one, but he's been he's been with us since day one, and he's always so supportive. He says, thanks for the podcast again. I really enjoyed Dominion as well. Most matches were really freaking good. The last three were must-see for sure, but I was also a fan of the junior tag title match, which I think we both were too. Uh, probably one of the best 11-minute matches you'll see. I went crazy for that cradle that Zach used as a counter. Yeah. He, he was awesome on Tour of the Islands, Jeff Cobb. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, so good. Suji looked great in the main event, too. It's crazy when you think about what NJPW has done this year already. 2023 has been phenomenal. He's right. Yeah. He's right. We we spoke about this. New Japan is very much in star making mode. They've been phenomenal building stars to the future, like Julian says, and they're bringing everybody up now. You know, listing them out: Narito, Umino, Suji, Knight, Connors, Coglin, Kid, uh, Finley, Sonada. You know, it's all these guys, and then you know you can throw like a Hanari in there as well. There's like there's all these guys that are like around the thirty mark. You don't realize they're actually that young. Like Hanari seems like he's been around forever. The dude is turning thirty one relatively soon, I think. Master Watto is a kid. He's like 24 or 25. Finley is around the 30 mark. Like all of these guys are going to be around for the next 10 years. This is our main event scene for the next 10 years. And it looks fucking great. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the possibility of, of whoever ends up a free agent out, out, you know, who, whoever gets released from NXT or is done with AEW or has their cup of call, you know, has, has done whatever they wanted to do at impact. Like the, the, the possibilities are endless and you, Excuse me, and we go back to the way we started the show. Like, you're gonna see drips and drabs. Like, we have our our uh, our super juniors, uh, you know, in Philly in August. We have the multiverse yep. impact show the next night. Like, Forbidden Door this weekend. Like, it's so much great, interesting stuff. And we haven't even really talked about what New Japan has going on. No, uh, I mean we've got the G1 blocks to talk about and the Independence Day. Uh, cards has been announced as well but you know first off we've got to go back towards together again again because uh, we briefly touched on it um, I thought it was a really good show overall it was just it was kind of a show there for the vibes you know there it was never going to be a big crazy show like oh look at all these incredible matches it was going to see look at these people interact and it's all for a good cause and it's all good vibes um, but the main event was out as well the main events just must see stuff like it <laughs> kind of irks me. Meltzer gave the Blackpool Combat Club versus Ishii Okada Tanahashi match five stars, right. and he didn't give this match five stars. 
I don't know if he went 4.5, 4.75, whatever. It didn't get five stars. Um, and this was just far and away better than that match, that Blackpool Combat Club match. The interactions, the stories being told, I love this main event, Matt. Yeah, the show, I, I enjoyed the show. Uh, there was a lot of, of great stuff um, and a lot of talent I was introduced to that I wasn't familiar with. And I know you had said last week you were excited for Chris, Chris Ridgway. So I was excited yes. for that match, him and Sean Legacy against uh, Fujita and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, and I instantly was like Googling Chris Ridgway matches because I thought him and Zach had such a great uh, exchange. Yeah, he's so cool. He's like Zach, but just more rugged. Like he's more fuck you up, but also really technical, like more hard hitting smash mouth. I really love Chris Ridgway. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, he, he's got a new fan of me. The Shota Umino Yodasu, uh, Yoshi Tatsumi. What the Dude. fuck was happening there? I don't know. That was so the the whole thing. They looked like they didn't want to work together, and then the ending was so weird. And Umino just fucking pieced out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't give it a lot of attention, admittedly, because it was show of us Yoshitatsu, and it it sucked. Um, but I wonder if on a rewatch, <laughs> if you know, if is is Shota really is it obvious in the ring that he's unhappy, or is Yoshitatsu not selling for Shota? Like, is there something you can gauge if you watch the rewatch the match back? Because yeah, I think once once Shota rolled out the ring. It was obvious, like, you know, okay, so he's not probably happy here. Something's something's up. Is this now maybe I'm being too much of a wrestling nerd. Is this part of the young guys not showing the older talent respect storyline? I don't know. He I don't think eat so many fucking leaves. Maybe, but it didn't I didn't get that vibe, but I don't think you you could be all right. They could be playing into the whole fuck that generation we're the new generation um but it, it was a weird one regardless i agree i enjoyed uh shizaki and nakajima i enjoyed that match shit they're, they're so fucking great axis are such a cool tag team recently reunited um i gotta to touch on briefly as well the fact that Noah are doing a show called one night dream um, and we're getting Nakajima versus Kenta Miyahara, who, of course, is in the main event of All Together Again. That's just a fucking wild dream match. Like, off the back of that, now I've had to release more tickets in Korokuen Hall um, because that is good. And annoyingly, that card is the same night as the opening night of G1. Um, <laughs> and whilst I would never, whilst New Japan would always come first to me, Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara is going to be a hard one to not watch live. Um, I'm hoping they maybe won't clash and I can get away of watching both. Uh, you know what? You're a smart man. I think you'll figure it out. It's a, it's a tough time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much good stuff, right? It, it's it, it all, it's also a great time though. Um, what else? I enjoyed the Ren. I, I enjoyed Strong Style against Marafuji, uh, Segura, and uh, Miyawaka. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and there was lots. Of, it was all very good. Like you weren't watching it bored. It's just nothing that you'd say you need to go back and watch this, other than the main event. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I, there's, there's just so much that I was not familiar with. Yeah. Or like uh, uh, just five guys against Jake Lee, Yohei, and Tatsuki. Like, I uh, I don't know a lot about Jake Lee. I know he was in all Japan. He showed up at that, that Noah card, the great Muda final show. It was a big deal. Um, he is a very polarizing figure. It's It's not his entrance was very, it wasn't what I was expecting when he made his entrance. It was very almost like avant-garde type of just not something I was really ready for. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't really have an opinion on the man. I've not really seen much of him, his matches. 
to be honest, I was there at that show when he made his Noah debut. Um, and, you know, people were breaking the clapping regime if they wanted to, like listen to the Muta and Nakamura match. They're going crazy. And he didn't really get any clapping. He didn't get any oohs or ahs or anything. Um, but it could have been due to the restrictions, of course. Um, like I was sure I knew who he was, right. but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you much about him. But yeah, he doesn't, from what I've seen, he doesn't seem like the most exciting wrestler in the world. I think he, I think I saw this. He had a great match this weekend, apparently, according to he, Uncle Dave. Yeah, he just defended the title against uh, Segura, um in Noah. And then I can't remember who came out to challenge him after. Um, yeah. But yeah, he just defended GHD title again against Segura. And Segura is obviously a big card here in Legend in Noah. Yeah, so I heard that was a good match. So if I have, uh, if I could find some time, I want to check that out. I still have my Wrestle Universe. I just don't. I don't have fucking time, Kira. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, but also it's so cheap, and it's like you know, there's so much content on there when you do have the time. Yeah, and I also, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I do not like the pro wrestling Noah commentary guys. Uh, do you know what Stuart F- Fulton is good? The Scottish fella. I really think he's good. Uh, Mark Pickering, perhaps not so much. Um, I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth because we, I, I was speaking to him on Twitter DMs, uh, and he's going to plug our new interview of Kaito Kiyomiya live on commentary, nice. um, which I need to plug on here as well. Uh, so you know, I don't want to shit on the guy, but yeah, I think he's not as like Stuart Fulton brings a lot of energy, I think, to the table, and he's got that thick Scottish accent, and he's a big burly yeah. man. Um, so I think he's maybe. Also- I, overshadows Mark Pickering. And it's also hard to 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 like you want to get to Noah, right? Like their shows are fucking long, man. Yeah, they are. And it really is a matter It's a of, big ask, especially when you're not familiar with the talent and then it's, you know, it's all stacked gonna... up the top end as well. Like I know New Japan shows are of course the further you on you get the better, but like the Dominion card it's kind of hot off the mark. Like you started with Osprey versus Lance Archer. Um Whereas Noah shows, yeah, I think their undercard is so weak. Whereas an undercard of New Japan, you still got some guys. You might have a Tomohiro Ishii in the undercard or something like that. There's something to kind of latch onto where I think Noah struggles with that um, a bit more. But their top end of their card, uh, you know, Kaitakiya, Shiazaki, Nakajima, and all those guys are just uh, uh, world class talents. I enjoyed the junior match too, the semi main event. Yeah, I think Rising Hayato was certainly the star of this one. Uh, the All Japan kind of pretty boy for lack of a better word um he was really cool he was just like an anime character come to life like an anime school character that's the really cool school kid um and hiromu clearly likes him very much Uh, i really want to see more of him hopefully we get a title defense from hiromu against rising hayato that'd be pretty cool and of course the main event had all the heavy heavy hitters in it um beautiful man I, i i don't if we ever get to a point where I am tired of Okada and Kiyomita, please, like, we have to put the cease to this podcast, the show, yeah. whatever we're calling it. Because I, I love it. Okada's so fucking good at it. Like, the tacking Kiyomiya on the ring apron when Kiyomiya's not in a match. And then Kiyomiya gets the tag, come charges in, and Okada just runs to the other side and tags himself out and gets out of dodge. Was the most pussy thing. But it, you wasn't like Okada's a pussy for doing that. That never crossed my mind. He was like, Okada's such a prick for doing it. Yes. He knows what he's doing. He's not a pussy. He's just winding up this kid. And then, of course, Kiyomiya gets his revenge in their fucking 
smashing the shit out of each other on the outside, man. Do you know what I really like about this, though? Like, the story could have been in this match, Kiyomiya and Okada. That could have been the story. It could have overshadowed everything, and it didn't. Every, like, the Keno-Okada interactions. Ken Okada being like, Keno, let's do a tag team. Let's do a tag team move. Let's do a tag team move. And then Keno does it, and Okada doesn't join in with him. Superb. And then, like, you know, you've got... um. Yuma Yogi trying to keep the peace between Keno and Okada. Like, oh, come on, we're on the same team. Let's be friends. Let's all together again. Um, and they finally go to almost do that fist bump. And then Yogi comes flying out of nowhere with the elbow. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Top to bottom. It's five stars from me. Yeah. I, look, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of heavy hitters. A lot of guys I wasn't familiar with that I, I definitely did a lot of research on afterwards. And it was fun. And it was nice to see that they... They know what they have with the Okada Kiyomiya story. Yeah, but they didn't blow their load like just to just to do it. Right, we're gonna it, it, such another another brilliant wrinkle in it. It's uh, I really hope this like if this if they keep on playing off these little interactions for the whole year, we've got our feud of the year. No, there's no everyone's fighting for second best after Okada versus Kiyomiya. If they keep this up long term, we'll see. We'll see about Osprey and Omega. Uh, nah. I, 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 in in ring, sure, Omega Osprey, but just the, the story, the stuff that these men are doing, the little interactions. Omega and Osprey is all very big and grandiose, and you know, there's not much interaction between them. I don't know, man. I mean, do you count because of where Wrestle Kingdom falls? Do you count the press conference as the new? Oh, year? of course. The pre- no, no, the press conference was like January third, like promo of the year from Will Osprey. But this Okada Kiyomiya thing is just it's doing wonders for me, man. Um. I want as well. Uh, Miyahara Kento was brilliant in this match. The ace of all Japan, like you know, he's really got to show how good all Japan is. His like interactions with Okada, dodging the Rainmaker to get the blackout knee strike and stuff. He was fantastic in this. Um, yeah, I, I just I can't sing the praises highly enough of this main event. Yeah, the main event was really good, and I think Chris and Kevin did a great job. And apparently, from my understanding, all Japan has a very, very young up and coming roster. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's what we to... sound on commentary. Like, there's a couple heavy well, look, put, put it this way. There's essentially, for all intents and purposes, a young lion just challenged Yuji Nagata for the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship at the weekend. Like, the young lion, the equivalent of a young lion challenging Sonata for the title. Right. Uh, this kid has had less than 50 matches. This was his 49th match, and it was challenging for the top title. Um, I don't know if he's considered a young lion or what. I can't remember his name. I want to say it's Yuma and Zai, but I can't remember. But they, they like all Japan are kind of clearly betting a lot on this kid in that he can change the game for them. And by all by all accounts, he he's out of this world and he's super young. Um and he's already challenging Eugene Gata for the top title. Um you, you can't really short of strapping him up, which would just be crazy. Uh you can't give him any more a, a, a bigger platform. I think Yuma Yuma Anzai. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? I got it right. Woo! Yeah, yeah. All right, I found it. Um Oh, before we got go on, no go on. does all Japan have a, a, a streaming service with English commentary? All Japan has its own streaming service. I'm not 100 sure. I would be amazed if they had English commentary. They're not the biggest promotion in Japan by by a long stretch. They're not putting on big shows. Let's see what does Reddit say? I'd, I'd sign into Reddit. I'm not. Doing I'd be that. surprised if they did. Um. But yeah, whilst we're talking all together and before we go on, I do want to plug for Wrestle In. Um, I got to send questions to Kaito Kiyomiya 
uh, and he responded. And my interview with Kaito Kiyomiya is up on Patreon right now. Uh, Patreon.com slash WrestleIn, I-double-N. Uh, it will be releasing publicly soon, but you can get early access to all our interviews on our Patreon. Uh, I recorded one with Aaron Hanare on Sunday. The Sunday just gone. Of course, you can check out Matt's one as well at Wizards Podcast. Um, and I interviewed him, you know, touching on different things because we've got the G1 to talk about and stuff like that and Dan Maloney's defection. That'll be going up early on the Patreon too. And we're working on a ton of other shit. And we're really trying to get a lot of interviews on the go. But yeah, the Kaito Kiyomiya one was huge. I can't believe I got to send questions to fucking Kaito Kiyomiya, the man who's the most probably talked about Japanese wrestler this year outside of New Japan. Uh, it was so cool. I uh, am very thankful that I got in on the Wrestle in Patreon uh, before you guys changed uh, changed things up. But it's not too late, people. It's it's worth every day. Every day I get a, a notification from Patreon. Wrestle in new episode, new interview. You're a, if you're listening to this and you want to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in in the Far East, over there in New Japan and All Japan and Stardom and Noah, you can sign up for Wrestle in. Patreon. If don't be a fool, people. It's great content and it's worth every buck. Patreon, wrestling, and New Japan World. It's like you get it for like thirteen bucks a month, fifteen bucks a month. Still a, a lot less than that. A lot less. Uh, you don't think you're hitting ten bucks? A couple extra, you know. Yeah. <laughs> couple you're of still extra, less goes, than your eight dollar coffees, sure. people. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to, of course, get it. And I'm very, very excited about that one. Um, and it's hopefully going to even be plugged during Noah's commentary on their show on Thursday, which would be incredible to hear Wrestle In's name mentioned during Noah's commentary. Um, so I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, we got Shining Wizards mentioned during Wrestle Kingdom. We got uh, Wrestle In mentioned during Noah's show. We're big. Hopefully. We're big in Japan, people. Oh, I was just about to say it. Big in Japan. <laughs> I'll tell you what's big. The fucking G1, bro. 32 men one month four blocks we got the young block we got the meaty block and we got two other blocks that can't really give apt nicknames to but we got four blocks we got the blocks to break down how do you first of all before because we're going to dive into these blocks how do you feel about the block assignments yeah i mean we've got a month till the g1 so we we will do a really fucking in-depth g1 like hold on to your horses guys We'll, we'll try and make that one special um but yeah, in terms I every block has its duds, but it's unavoidable, right? Um, you know, A block, you've got Chase Owens and Hikaleo, you know, B block, you've got Kenta, uh, you know, maybe Tangaloa surprises. Um, C block, you've got uh, Evil, uh, but you know, he could be good. And D block, do you know what? Here's my, here's my thing for you. D block is the low key, maybe the best block. Every everyone's talking A block, everyone's talking C block. No, D block is getting overshadowed here. Look at that block. Look at D block. There's one question. There's one man in there, Yano. Right, but he's got to go somewhere. Yeah, someone's got to lose, right? Every other one of those matches is a guaranteed to be great. That is a, a block of people that are you, a consistent block of people that you know will deliver. There's no. Oh, this match might not work. There's no, you know, will Gabriel Kidd and Sonada have chemistry? Will Eddie Kingston and Tana Tonga be able to put on a good match? There's none of that. Every put put all those men that those combinations of those what? How many matches? Seven men? Yeah. So seven matches each match got, excluding Yano and 
everyone guaranteed to be good. Yeah, I can see that. I think you're going to see a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of the Shane Haste and Alex Coughlin in in the D yes. block. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. Um. Yeah, I mean, you make it. There's a great. I think anyone could really make a great case for any of these blocks. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'd say B block is maybe the weakest on the surface, but you know, I think that's just because I'm like you know. But all, all my attention's on Kiyomiya, quite frankly, in this block, in this tournament. Like, the A block, him versus all these young, other youngsters is just genius from New Japan. Um, but, you know, it's it's crazy because obviously Okada's going to have a great match with Yoshihashi and with Taichi and ELP and the Osprey feud reignited. Um, you know, Kenta, not so much. Uh, Tangaloa, probably not. And, you know, as much as I love the human being, great Okan, he can be hit and miss, I think, in the ring. Right. Um, no, no disrespect to him love him to bits uh but he doesn't always do it for me once he steps in through the ropes yeah no no that's that's fair um we've also got the the craziness that the time limit is dropping to 20 minutes yes yeah do you so uncle dave uh uh, speculates that we're gonna see draws i mean you'd expect so They, they you maybe get one or two in a tournament um, they can certainly lean into that more. Uh, you know, maybe Sonata Kiyomiya goes to a draw or something like that. Um, but it's not like they're gonna go suddenly like and have go crazy and like you know, we have 20 draws. No, um, no, I just I think I like the I, idea of the time limit because we've seen we've seen with the TV title the sense of urgency, right? We know that there's a clock now, so like guys are a little more the story they tell and the the wrestling action is a little more you know, oh, 10 minutes past now in the New Japan TV title matches. You know, Zack Sabre Jr. knows for five more minutes, all he has to do is not get beat. And his opponent knows he's got five minutes to beat Zack Sabre Jr. And it fucking ramps up. So instead of getting like a bunch of like five to eight minute matches and then a 30 minute main event, we might even it out a little bit. So I'm kind of excited for that. And I, I, I'm sure there will be a draw or two, but I'm really hoping we don't get many. Yeah, and no, I agree as well. And what's the the thing that always happens in the G1? It's like you said about the, the NJPWL TV Championship. 20 minutes gets announced. <laughs> Let's kick this up into high gear. That's just going to happen earlier. There's going to be less bullshit in a way. Like uh, the grappling and stuff is nice to get a match started. But, you know, we're not remembering 99% time. We're not remembering those first five minutes of a match. We're remembering those, the last five minutes of the match, last 10 minutes of the match, when shit gets crazy, when we get those close near falls. And that's just going to happen sooner. Um I don't know whether I'm a fan of it or not yet, because quite frankly, we, we I don't know. It, it's the first thing. It's a new experience for us all. Um, but yeah, eight, eight, four, eight men blocks, 20 minutes. We're getting quarterfinals. We're getting semifinals. We have finals. We're getting top two men from each block going through. This is a very different G1. Um, I wonder if this is a test for the future, because realistically, there's, there's not really any fat on there. Like, you know, in terms of people, like Chase Owens is always going to be in the G1, whether you like him or not. Right. Uh, you could say TMDK, maybe, but I'm, I'm just over the moon that Shane Haste is in now. I think he's going to be killer. Um, so I wouldn't want them to drop, be dropped. And then maybe Tangaloa. But, you know, if, if Tamatonga's there and Tangaloa's fit to be back, then, you know, by all means. Um, you could you could get this down to 30 men. You could, you know, at a real stretch, get it down to 28. But... I think this maybe is the new norm just because of how stacked the roster is now. 
Like not even not there's there's not like they've got loads of outsiders in this tournament. Right. No, and I think I think you use it to like we saw it last year. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a stepping stone for certain people. Like yeah. last year it was Aaron Hanari, right? He got the big win over Tanahashi and then he kind of put up a goose egg the rest of the G1, but it set him forth on the road he's on now where he was in this awesome feud with Shingo and he's having these fucking crazy matches while he's got bronchitis or whatever his illness was like. So, you know, not everybody's going to have a great run, but it it kind of is like a test for them. Like, okay, like you're in the G1 now, but you're going to get two points. How do you react? Do you still go out and give it a hundred percent? Are you like uh, annoyed and you kind of you know whatever? There as well, they have kind of trimmed the fat as well because there's no Yujiro Takashi here. You know, Evil is the sole representative for House of Torture. Yeah. Um, there's none of the dads, and granted, they're kind of they're not in it so much anyway. Nagata, of course, retired from the G1 many years ago. Um, you know, Tenzan is just yeah. not up to it. Like you could throw Kent. Uh, Kojima would be the only one that could really fit in out of the dads now. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's fucking stacked, and you know, it's a bit spread out. Thank god it's not best of super juniors, it's over a month. Um, and Kevin Kelly will still be there for it. He said, Fuck collision, keep your money, Tony Khan. I've got a G1 to fucking commentate. Let's go. Yeah, well, after after fucking Friday, Saturday night, and and fucking Jim Ross, Tony Khan might open up that purse a little more. Oof, oh, there's Jim Ross bad. Uh, he's dude, been bad for a long time, man. Dude, Saturday morning, and I know this is a New Japan podcast, but Saturday morning he posted a picture. Bro, he fell, fell over. and his whole eye was black. I don't know what he hit. I don't know what you got to do to do that. And then he got on commentary. <laughs> and then afterwards he was like, I'm going to take time off to heal. I'm very sorry. Like, I'm embarrassed. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I I didn't I I done on Into the Wrestleverse on the Wrestling Patreon podcast. Somewhat Libby said that actually as well. She was like, uh, "JR was just speaking gibberish," and Kevin Kelly would be like, "Great point, JR." <laughs> I think the time limit we're going to see that come into play too as we get into the beginning of August, right? I also like how they broke down the last four days of regular block matches. It's just the fifth is all A block, the sixth is all B block. Uh, the eighth is all C block and the ninth is all D block. Like there's no, like we're going to know. Send, send your hashtag prayers to Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly, trying to do all the math on the last, once we start getting to the closing, <laughs> trying to, cause they've got to figure out the top two people for each block possibilities. Yeah. And then they've got to say, oh, if this person beats this person, then they might face this person from this other block. But only if they beat this other person, cause you've got the winner of a block facing the runner up of C block and all this fucking craziness. Um, they they need to get paid overtime this year, I think, those boys. Yeah, and Chris Sampson for all stats. And, and Chris Sampson. Yeah, Chris Sampson. Sport for wrestling. He's great. I also like how they're going to do, like, it's not like A block versus C block in the in the, in the the first place, second place. Like, it's all spread out. Oh, first place, A block takes on C block. Second place, B block, first place takes on D. C block, first place takes on B. D block, first place takes on A. So it's like we're all over the place. When we get down to these final couple days, it's going to be like that clip of Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not going to happen. But in theory, you could get a rematch of the blocks. Like you could have Okada and Osprey, who are in the same block, meet again in the finals, which is pretty crazy. Of course, the chances that I, I don't. It's a 
mathematical possibility, but I don't think New Japan go, go to that well. Um, no, we're, we're, we're just all hoping for Kiyomiya Okada, of course. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, you know that's the obvious you know for the finals it'll be the semifinals. I think it can only happen in the semifinals. I've heard, um, and I, I don't know. I think Kiyomiya going to the semis is a big stretch. Uh, I think certainly at the blocks. I hope, um, but at the same time as well, New Japan are in star making mode. So why are they gonna stick a no- let a Noah boy get out of the blocks? They're fully focused on building this next generation. That's a great question. I mean, from A Block, what do you go? Sonata and Suji? I think Sonata can Sonata can get out of blocks uh, for sure. Um, it sets up another title defense as well. Because if when he loses in the quarters or semifinals, um, I could certainly see Suji. I'm less inclined to believe Shota Umino. Uh, Ren Narita. I, I, so out of Shota, Suji, and Ren, I would say Suji's most likely. Then Ren. Then Shota last. Um, you know, I hope our boy Gabe Kid does well. Um, I'd like to see Kimi get out of the blocks, but yeah, I, it's just if you're New Japan, why do you give that? Yeah, but if you're spotlight? New Japan, why do you why do you bring him in then? To make him to to tell Noah, look, we're the top dog. Your boy's gonna get bitched out to chase Owens. Yeah, but the store, the, but, but we just talked about it. Like they did. Wait, 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 wait. Right? We, we all want Kiyomiya Okada in the semifinals. It's just the fact that it's the semifinals. And do you know what? It's the fact that if it's the semifinals, I want Kiyomiya to get the win back over Okada, which means Okada, Kiyomiya in the final. That's just, I cannot see a world where that happens. I mean, I don't know, man. If he. I'd love it. I just. Don't see it. Let's see. What's B versus A here down here? B. I mean, B B A is not a semi. Is not a. Is not a. Is not the final eight matchup here. So it's got to be the semis. Yeah, it's semi. But Kiyomiya and Okada can only meet in the semifinals. Yes. Maybe the finals too, but in the semifinals is the is the way for sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a Kiyomiya Naito final works like Naito. Has always been the New Japan boy, and he's not going to be the devout protector. I'm going to stand up for New Japan, but he's kind of the anti-hero that you would want in that position. Um, to you know, tell Kiyomiya to fuck off. This is my this is my homeboy. Would you put Suji there? I could see. I can't see Suji getting to the finals. I could see Suji beating Sonada, and they go for the free, the the rubber match. Um, because you know New Japan certainly love doing that in quick succession. Uh, as we've learned in recent years, like Okada Naito last year, Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you had the Jonah match, Jonah beating Okada, and then quickly you get the the, the rematch. I could see Suji getting a win over Sonata in the tournament and then a, a future title defense for sure. Is, where is he? Let's see him. He's in D. Just looking. I think it's well, you've got the ELP Bullet Club story. He's going to be there with taken on kenta there's lots there's so many stories throughout yeah. these blocks like you know you could have you could have naito win block d and suji take second place and that's our that's one of our one of our matches to go to the semifinals. and that's there's a story they're telling there they're clearly yeah it's clearly sonata taking on his old roots in lij for sure um and yeah there's so many stories in each block you got you know finley and evil which i think is the final night of c block you know House of Torture versus no, Bullet no, Club. Final, and... Sorry, the final night of uh, C-Block is Kingston, Finley. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, 
but yeah, that's a main event, at least Finley and Evil. Uh, I know that much for sure. Um, you know, is Finley gonna want Bullet uh, House of Torture out? You know, he's making Bullet Club in his own image. I think he should. I think you know, House of Torture is just extra baggage that's unneeded. Let them be their own group at this point. Um, you know, Naito, Zack Saber Jr. are in the same G1 block every year, and every year it's incredible. Yeah. Osprey Okada story continuing on. Um, Coglin's gonna be in there with Gabriel uh, with Hiroki Goto, and of course they've got the tag title matches coming up. Um, there, there's this is a really fucking incredibly stacked G1, like more than ever. It, it is just a godsend. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm very excited for this. July fifteenth can't come can't come fast enough. Uh, who do you think? What do you think the main event of night one is? Do you are do you have it up there already? No, what it's Sonata versus someone. Oh no, is it Shota versus Ren? Well, Sonata's Hikuleo A block. I don't know if that's the main event though. Oh, it is. Yeah, bizarrely. Yeah, yeah. They're in the correct really? order on the New Japan website, I think. Yeah, Sonata Hikuleo first night main event. Yeah, it's the champion. I get it. Maybe they go for a big upset. Maybe Taichi Will Osprey Suji Kiyomiya. What a fucking first day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's gonna be hard. That's what I mean. Like. It's going to be hard to want to watch the Kento Mihara and Katsuhiko Nakajima match as well. Um, but, you know, we've got a few weeks to prepare yet. You know, maybe there'll be some pickums over on the Wrestling website and maybe the winner will get a, a gift card for the New Japan Tokon shop. Oh, um, maybe. Uh, oh. Maybe. I don't know. You're going to have to follow Wrestling on Twitter at Wrestling to find out. Maybe. Um, trying to put stuff together um make it fun to be a part of the wrestling team uh community but yeah g1 let's fucking go a month of g1 i can't wait man i'm fucking pumped for this don't need any other wrestling for that month well you know i'm not gonna say we don't need any other wrestling we don't we don't every aw aw can go on pause for a month i don't know man this forbidden forbidden door is looking mighty fun Oh, yeah, yeah. I've Forbidden Doors before the G1. Let's go Forbidden Door first. Um, <laughs> this is meant to be our preview show for Forbidden Door, and in fucking typical AEW fashion, much like last year, we've got four matches one week out from the show. So, not much to preview. Well, here's the thing, right? Because I think I think we've had this conversation. Forbidden Door is great. It's great. to, to these, these matches are a lot of fun. There are a lot of dream matches. Obviously, the top four matches have been announced. You have Okada, Brian Danielson, uh, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Sonata threw out an open challenge, which Jungle Man accepted. And then Tanahashi called out MJF. Uh, they say it's a match MJF has yet to accept uh, in the story, but that's pretty much the top of your card. Um, everything else is kind of, it's going to be probably a lot of fun, but I wouldn't put too much stock into it in terms of storytelling. And that kind of irks me a bit. I mean, it seems like we're getting Orange Custody versus Zach for the is that going to be for the international title was that did zach challenge for it backstage what i have not actually watched the segment um uh he kind of just came in and uh and then daniel garcia interrupted and then they were looking for shibata so So, i mean i've not seen i've not seen the segment it seems to me maybe we're getting orange custody versus zach for the international championship shibata versus daniel garcia for the ring of honor pure title um if daniel garcia wins that i will burn tony khan's house to the ground um, but yeah, I mean, those are two pretty fucking high-profile killer matches to throw on. But you just don't you don't throw that on a like 
it's going to happen Wednesday. It will be announced Wednesday, if anything. Maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. You don't throw those those type of matches on five days before the show, man. Come on. I mean, that's that's what that, but that's what the forbidden door is, right? Like, I'm just with you. Not, dude. Just a fucking bum rush. That's what they do. That's what it is. It's it's throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. And and look, I'm sure we're gonna get. Like I know last year, fucking Despy was on the pre-show, but he fucked. They stole the pre-show. Oh, isn't that match, match right? One of the best matches on the card. Yoke Kanemaru and Despy versus Swerve and Our Glory. I love that match. Um, you know, we got it, uh, Friday night. We got the United Empire. Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, Will Osprey in six-man action. So, you know, I'm sure we might see Great Okan show up, and then that could be a six-man match. Yeah, it, the, the, the show itself will be amazing. And I don't think it's not the show. It's not a show that needs months of build and you need to get emotionally invested in and everything. It is just a wild fucking have fun and go crazy night. Um, and that's fine. Like we, 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 we love that shit. We need that every so often. Um, I'm not going to complain about lack of build. I'm just complaining about lack of, I would like to know what the matches are, please. <laughs> Yeah, they're just just they're, they're making you tune in all week to all their new shows now. But matches Suzuki, we... Suzuki's back Wednesday night. He's back with with Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Of course, of course he is. Um, because that's you know the most logical team from last year that should be reignited, reunited because they <laughs> Suzuki obviously fucking loves Sammy Guevara. Um, but yeah, matches that have been announced that we can comment on. We've spoken about <laughs> Danielson and Okada. Spoken about Omega and Osprey in weeks past, I'm sure. Sonata versus Jack Perry is being met by a whirlwind of emotions and contradictions and hypocrisy and differing opinions on Twitter, Matt. Has it really? People are like, why the fuck is Jungle Boy in this position? And then I think I can't like as well, there's also the AW contingent that's not aware of Sonata, perhaps, or not aware of Sonata today that's also going to be kind of like, why the fuck is Sonata IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? Why is he in, he in this big match? Um, I think it's a very fucking bizarre match of someone that only watches New Japan. I just hope they both go out there and fucking kill it. Yeah, I th- I get it. I, I guess I never really think of it as b- from both sides of the coin because I watch both uh, promotions. Yeah, but that's a good... So what's your thoughts on it? Because you do have your finger on the pulse with both of these promotions. I think Jack is is a very formidable opponent. Obviously after last year's, you know, fucking four way fiasco for the, with, with Jay and Okada and Adam Cole, where he got hurt. Like, I don't think it, it, it wasn't a good showing for the IWGP champion. Nope. Right now we're in a position Sonata and, and, and he is, he has taken the ball and run with it. You know, he's been a, a, a leader for this new era of new Japan. And I think this is a great. He's going to go in there with Jack, who's a younger wrestler. He can he. They're going to work their asses off. I think they're going to have a very co- competitive match. And then there's the underlying backstory because I think they're going to use this because Jungle Hook is a thing. That's a tag team. Um, and when Jack, ex- when I'm Jack going. Decided, Bye. When Jungle Jack, Hook. That's what they're fucking called, bro. I don't write the shit. All right, I just watched the stupid show. Well, this Jungle Boy and it's Hook, Jungle Hook. Oh yeah, I know. So original. I, 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 they must have been up all night thinking of that one. So when Jack accepted, decided he was taking the open challenge, it kind of caught Hook off guard. So I think maybe there might be a little deception with Jack and Hook, and that might come into play in the outcome. Sonata gets a clean win, but maybe there's a little 
you know, dissension between Hook and Jungle Boy. And then Sonata gets a win. He looks good on on AEW Forbidden Door. And he goes into the G1. And then you can tune into one of the 800 TV shows AEW does and watch Jungle Boy and Hook have a feud. Yeah, I mean. I, you, you will know much better than me. I don't know the stories going on. Obviously, I didn't even know Jungle Hook was a fucking thing. And I'm glad I didn't. Um, my day has been ruined. Uh, AEW World Championship. MJF defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, I think we spoke about this months ago when Forbidden Door was first announced. And I was kind of like, if MJF is still champion come Forbidden Door, who is a logical opponent for him to defend against? And it was kind of difficult to marry him up with someone from the New Japan roster. The obvious man was Tanahashi. I just thought... like they, I think they're going to work brilliantly together. I just think it's it's boring to go back to the Tanahashi well. To have Tanahashi challenging for the title again. We had the Chris Jericho match at Wrestle Kingdom where, you know, if Tanahashi won, he got a title shot, um, which was a stipulation. It wasn't, wasn't really a stipulation. Then, of course, he challenged Moxley last year for the interim, and now he's challenging MJF again. I get it, because Tanahashi is the man that will work with MJF best on the roster. Right. I just, it doesn't, you know, and, and they will deliver. That, I think their match is going to be really fucking good. Um, but it just doesn't, excite me to have Tanahashi in the spot again right and I think I think he and Tanahashi like we saw that against uh all together right the only person that was eating a pin in that match was Tanahashi like Tanahashi can never win another match again in his wrestling career and he will still be the legend Tanahashi like I, I it's hard to convey that to people who aren't familiar with him like what he did for New Japan pro wrestling he will forever be legend status yeah, so it's, I think it's such a good point as well, though, because like he he still has that legend status no matter what. So for people that don't know him, to know him by name, they know he's a big deal. So for MJF to get a pin over Tanahashi, if you're an AEW fan, holy shit, MJF pinned Tanahashi, that's awesome. Yep. If you're a New Japan fan, if you're Matt, who got his thing, who knows Tanahashi and knows both promotions, he knows getting a pin over Tanahashi isn't actually that big of a deal. Tanahashi's losing to fucking everyone these days. He's He's on the decline. He's in that stage of his career now. But to an AEW fan, it's going to seem like, oh, holy shit, he's defeated this iconic Japanese legend. It's smart. It's re- I, 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 I'm not upset with it. It's just not the most exciting. Prospect. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. Yeah. You're, sending, you're, you're giving AEW and their champion a win over a Japanese legend who, in the eyes of AEW fans who maybe might not be familiar with New Japan, see him as that Japanese legend. And for the likes of us who are constantly watching New Japan, we know that he is a legend, but we also know, like, okay, do do the math, figure it out, who's taking a pin in this match. Oh, it's going to be Tanahashi. It doesn't... Shut up, Alexa. It doesn't take away from the match. It's not, it's not a bad thing. No, but... Uh, Stupid Alexa. Does but, Alexa uh, think does Alexa think it's a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know how. She, <laughs> I don't think I said anything remotely close to her name, but she's piping up in the bathroom. I've got something for you. You you watch Dynamite live? No, you. So I don't watch it live uh, because I'm usually working, and then okay. I get home like nine thirty. But then I do go back and watch. Like I watch Dynamite every week. Okay. Um, I want to make a bet that Tanahashi and MJF will have a promo together. And MJF will be going on and on, and Tanahashi will say "shut up" very loudly in picture perfect English. Guarantee, right. I like it. Tanahashi trademark when he's feuding with a foreigner, especially if it's in a different country. 
I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all the matches we've got. Like, I hope Shibata Daniel Garcia seems to be the way to go. I really don't have an opinion on Daniel Garcia. I've not seen him wrestle much. All I see are the clips of him being a sports entertainer. You know, the gimmick and all that stuff. And I know that's not the perception of Daniel Garcia. People have to watch him because, by all accounts and everything, I'm told he's amazing in the ring. Um, he's very good. He's very very good. So him defeating Shibata is probably not the worst thing in the world. But I just, yeah, for me as someone that's not on the Daniel Garcia train, like, just keep the belt on Shibata forever, please. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I when 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 there was that weird phase where we didn't have Ring of Honor didn't have a home. It was just Tony Khan owned it, but it didn't have a show. And it was like Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia were playing uh, swapsies with the ROH yeah. title. I kind of was like, I don't want to see these guys anymore. Do this. So to, I get why you would put the title back on Daniel Garcia, but it's not really something that excites me. The only reason I would want Shabazz to drop the title is if he's going to be doing a proper program like New Japan or something. But obviously that, you know, he still hasn't competed in a New Japan ring outside of Wrestle Kingdom and, you know, the, the grappling rules match with Zack Sabre Jr. So there's clearly something up there. Um, but Matt, okay. Danielson versus Okada. Who? What's the outcome? I, I do, do they go for the draw? Or because I don't see a world where New Japan let Okada take a pinfall here. I think Okada wins. Uh, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I know. I know Brian Danielson is part of the booking team now uh, in AEW, and you could and you could see because because some of the stuff is getting better on TV. Um, and I think Daniel Brian is the Brian Danielson, whatever fuck his name is. I think he, I think he gets it, and I think he sees the opportunity to get in the ring and wrestle with Okada as an, a privilege and he doesn't care if he wins or loses just that he gets to showcase his talent so I'm sure Danielson's back there screaming at Tony Khan like let me take the fucking loss like Daniel that Brian Danielson's heralded as like one of the nicest guys in pro wrestling like he's got the littlest ego out of anyone he doesn't want to be in the main event he just wants to fucking wrestle Right, just like, if, he just happens to be so fucking good at it and such a good character that he's doing it on the biggest platform in the world with one of the best wrestlers in the world Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just think Danielson would absolutely be fine. We're taking a pinfall. Maybe Okada would be too. I don't know. But right. I don't think New Japan would want Okada to take the pinfall here. I don't. I think it goes. It, it could easily go to a draw. It's not got a title online. They could do 30 minutes draw. Um, I don't want to set a cop out, but I would like to see a winner. I think we'll get because they just did a draw on Dynamite. I think it'd be too soon for them to do another draw. I think we're going to get a clear cut winner on uh, uh, the Forbidden Door. Is Will Ospreay bringing the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship into the G1 Climax? I think so. Um, Hell yeah. Let's go. So I don't watch Dynamite Live, but I avoid spoilers at all costs. That, and I I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw the clip. That last, Matt, Dynamite was an excellent episode this week, um, in my opinion. But that last five minutes of Dynamite was fucking bonkers. Yeah, and I bro, mean, he came out of nowhere. That's the the one thing. Like, so Reddit's protesting and all this stuff. So I don't have the squared circle subreddit to get my spoiler free news. Um, so I saw the clip, and yeah, like the crowd doesn't react. Like he's literally 
how did he do it? Because usually, you know, someone comes running in and the crowd's like turning their attention. Oh, like, you know, here comes someone. There, there didn't seem to be much of a reaction until he got in the ring and like done what he done. I think I think because people were so focused on the Omega Takeshita stuff and because he was dressed like a dude. It was awesome. It was it awesome. It was um, fucking bonkers, dude. Will Ospreay continuing to be the work, most work, hardworking man in professional wrestling from Dominion back to the UK to Dynamite back to the UK to do a show in Sheffield on Sunday, going back to AW Dynamite for this Wednesday and then to Toronto and then, you know, the G1 after and stuff. Um, the man is worldwide. Um, can they can they one-up their Tokyo Dome match? It's a different, it's such a different beast just wrestling in Forbidden Door and AEW, right? To just wrestling in the New Japan ring. Is... I don't feel like you, you can't just do the same thing. It would like things that would work in the Tokyo Dome and in front of a New Japan audience. And in that scenario, like the first time meeting for all intents and purposes, I know they had the PWG match, but the modern day guys, you can't. If they had done that exact same match in, in an AEW ring, I don't think it would have worked as well. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, that's a great question. Like, is it a matter of one-upping or just... That's why I think... Continuing I don't think they, the trilogy? Yeah, I think they, they have to go different. Like, they can't try one-up it, I don't think. I think they have to make it, okay, they're just to, two totally incredible, amazing matches, but they're so different. You can't necessarily say one's better than the other. Like, the Okada Mega Series, everyone's got their own favorite. Right, they're, all, they're all great for different reasons. Um. And yeah, we, we, you know, you mentioned a trilogy. Jesus Christ, please let it be a trilogy. Let let it's let, it's, let, it's, let match three happen at Wembley Stadium. It has to it be. It has uh, to. We've had that conversation before. Japan was the neutral ground, right? That was site one. Now we're in fucking Toronto. That's Omega's land. Like it only makes sense. Yeah, I am. I'm hoping we get the rematch. It'd be silly. It'd be silly not to. You're leaving. I'm money on the table. Look, Matt, I'm tempted to stay awake and watch this live. A forbidden door. Forbidden door. I'm tempted. I won't. I've booked in the next morning off of work. I've booked a half day. So like I won't have to log on to work till like eleven eleven AM midday. Okay. But my plan is to, you know, I'll wake up at a decent time and then I'll watch the show. Obviously, I won't touch my phone, I'll watch it spoiler free. And I get to skip all the entrances. And if there's any matches that I really don't care about, um, you know, by the time I watch it the next morning on my own pace and skip stuff out, I'll probably save an hour, if not more. And I won't be fighting to stay awake at three, four in the morning whilst Omega and Osprey are putting on another match of the year. And I'm like, you know, groggily falling asleep on the sofa whilst my cats are meowing at me to stay awake. Yeah, um, no, I get it. But I just don't want to miss it? out on it live, man. It, it's, it seems so incredible. Daniel Okada, Omega Osprey. Oh, look, man, I fucking stayed up for Wrestle Kingdom, and I will tell you what, I was nowhere near groggy. I was groggy for Jay White Okada. <sighs> I don't know. I, got I think. was so fucking hyped for Osprey Omega. It's going to be a long show, too, man. They're always fucking long shows. Yeah. If you can wake up early, I will do you the solid. I'll DM you and tell you what to watch and what not to watch without spoiling anything for you. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I think more just on the cut, like, you know, if there's a Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho match, like, you know, that's you a know. skip. Yeah, they, <laughs> fucked, they fucked up, right? It's, it's stardom as a show that day, so there's like one available stardom wrestler. 
Yeah, um, like literally the entire card is on the show. Um, yeah. They're like, you know, the tweets like, you know, oh, they don't, the, the promotions don't use all their wrestlers. And it's like, AEW doesn't because they've got about 500 wrestlers. Like Stardom, when they've got a big show, they will use their guys. And much like New Japan, when they've got Dominion, everyone was on that show. Um, New Stardom have a pay-per-view. Everyone is booked. Um, so, yeah, you're not getting any Stardom representation at Forbidden Door, unfortunately. Yeah, no, none of that. Sometimes, Kieran, I see you tweet. Right. And I have to do the math. But it seems sometimes I feel like you're like really up late on Friday nights. No, I, I schedule 95% uh, of my tweets, Matt. Like I try not to be on Twitter too much. I spend a few hours a week on my laptop. I'll schedule a bunch of shit. I'll do my on this day tweets and stuff. Okay. Um, but if you notice, my tweets, night, majority of my tweets will go out at very specific times every day. And it's because I'm scheduling them all in the class. Because sometimes it'll be like Friday night at like 11 o'clock and I'll be like on Twitter. And I'm like, he just tweeted this. It's like dude, 4 a.m. It's 4 a.m. And what? No, there's no shot. He's awake. No, I'm at, I'm at 10, 10 p.m. bedtime me every night, man. Uh, 10 p.m. getting sorted and ready to get into bed. Uh, you know, you, it's it's not me. It's the machine. All right, that makes sense. I was meaning to ask you about that. It just came up when you talked about staying up all night. Pulling back the curtain and breaking kayfabe there. Sorry, Um, sorry, brother. But (laughs) one last thing we need to touch on, because the shows are kind of happening just before we were going to record our next episode. So it's going to be kind of that awkward in-between moment, the Independence Day shows. Um, They've gone from what I thought were just going to be, oh, yay, the strong guys are getting their opportunity in Japan and Koroko and Hall. You know, West Coast Wrecking Crew, JR Kratos, Tim Filthy, you know, Bad Dude Tito, all these guys, good. They fucking deserve it. Get over there. They've gone from that type of show to, holy shit, this is kind of must-see. We're getting Jun Kasai and John Moxley in the same fucking ring. We're getting Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kibb challenging Bishamon for tag titles on separate nights. We're getting a final death match between Despy and Moxley. Like, what the fuck? These cards just blew the hell up. Yeah, I uh so you mentioned it earlier. We have bad dude Tito on the show tonight. And obviously this will, this will come out afterwards. So I was doing uh my research for the stream yard so I could promote his upcoming shows and I just happened to to look and see that all the cards were up for for these Independence Day shows and I was like holy shit, like these things are fucking stacked. Yeah, it's wild. So the first night, you've got a kickoff match. Uh, Oscar Lobe, Yo, and Ryusuke Taguchi taking on uh, some guys that, honestly, I don't know too well. I should have gotten up the other news piece rather than the schedule. Give me two seconds, because I know they're from independent promotions. I think they're from Freedoms. Uh, we have got a trio of independent representatives. We've got Takira Katori, who's from Pro Wrestling Eagle, one of Japan's longest-running indies. Uh, Dragon Libre representing Freedoms, which, of course, Shun Kasai founded and uh, still wrestles at. And uh, Kengo has often appeared in Freedoms too, but New Japan giving some independent guys a shot on this card as well, which is very cool to see. Um, then the first match of night one, DKC versus Bad Dude Tito, who Matt will be interviewing mere hours after we're finished wrapping up on this. By the time, if you're watching this, it means the interview of Bad Dude Tito's is up on Wizards Podcast, at Wizards Podcast, Shining Wizards. Go check that out. I'm excited to download that when I wake up on tomorrow morning and listen to that on the way to work. 
Thank you. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to the fucking guy. I'm very jealous. Just beat Spadu Tito. And then Alex Zane, Ryohei Oiwa, and Lance Archer taking on Joe Kratos, Joran Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Team Filthy. Lance Archer back in Japan. The man can't get enough of it. Uh, you can't keep him away. Um, Lance Archer versus Joe Kratos. That's, that's two monsters fucking colliding, man. That's King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like the big, meaty men slapping. We've got Kose Fushita taking on Tom Lawler. You've got, you know, Zack Sabre Jr.'s apprentice taking on Tom Lawler. That's going to be very technical. Did you see Fujita in an unaired New Japan World show? In an unaired show on New Japan World, it was just for the audience. It was a house show for all intents and purposes. Fujita drew with Taguchi. I did not see that. He went to a 10-minute draw with Taguchi. Oh, shit. So he got a, he, he pinned Gado or tapped out Gado a few weeks ago, and now he got a draw with Taguchi. He tweeted out saying he's graduated. I don't think he I don't know that he officially has. I think he's just kind of saying it himself, but it fucking Fushita's on a roll, man. Um, and then night one, Rocky Romero and Eddie Kingston taking on Kenta and Gado, uh, preview of the night two title match. And that's then the, we yeah, get that's the bathroom break match. Yep. Then we get into the good shit. We got Bishamon defending the strong overweight tag team championships against Gabe Kid and Alex Codlin on night one, defending the IWGP tag titles night two. Have you seen Matt? He's no longer Gabriel Kid. He's Gabe Kid. They've dropped the Gabriel. I like it. Officially. And Dan Maloney is no longer Dan Maloney. He's official, officially Driller. Dr- Driller Maloney. I like that. And uh, Alex's like mon- little nickname now is the Deadeye Dreadnought. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Went from, I like that. I like that. Long pause. That's a mouthful. mouthful. The, de- <laughs> the Deadeye what? The Deadeye Dreadnought or Dreadnought. I don't know. Dreadnought. Dread- I want to Dreadnought. Dreadnought. It's like a battleship. That's fucking lot, dude. Come on, Alex. I think Deadeye on its own might have worked, or Dreadnought on yeah. its own might have worked. But both, yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful. A mouthful. But he's doing the, have you seen his new entrance? No, I didn't, oh, I didn't watch any of the Road to Shows. No, I no, no. Go, go on his Twitter if you can quickly, and it's a, he's retweeted the New Japan World, and I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm going to filibuster here whilst you find it, so we can get Matt's live reaction to Alex Coughlin's great new entrance. Hopefully it's the right thing. It'll be, it'll be like a silhouette. You're good. Don't worry about it. This will, it's easy for me to pull this up. Uh, Two laptops. But yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. For that. You think we've got to assume uh, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coglin are winning one of the two titles. The strong mm-hmm. titles probably makes the most sense. I'd like them to see the IWGP tag titles because then it means we're seeing more of them in Japan. Um, but yeah, if Bishamon get away with both of these titles, I'm going to be a very sad boy. The Dead Eye Dreadnought. Uh, then Night One continues whilst Matt looks up the video. Uh, he should have retweeted it. Is it from, it from, is it from Blue Justice? Yes, and he, he retweeted it from New Japan World on Alex's Twitter. Um, th- th- this is just crazy. Jun Kasai and El Desperado. Did you find it? <laughs> De- describe it to us, Matt. It, I could only imagine... It, it, it looks like me pointing at Nelly while I'm trying to take a dump and she's annoying me. <laughs> Just to double check, he's behind the screen. There's nothing on the screen, and it's his silhouette whilst he's flexing, right? No, I no, didn't find, I didn't find that. I'm gonna have to find. Oh, it. there it is! I found it. Yes, his entrance. What are we doing? I live, play it. All right, live, play it. Hold on. <laughs> live Matt reaction. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. It's superb, isn't it? Holy shit, that's funny. 
So if you haven't seen it, Alex Coughlin is stood behind the screen. There's nothing on the screen. The light is flashing on him. So he's a giant silhouette flexing his muscles. And then he quickly has to scamper down off of the stage and come out front. And then he's doing his gimmick is now just like, oh, I'm going to fucking stare at you until you cry, motherfucker. Oh, guys. Um, Holy shit. That's brilliant. That was funny. Carry it on with another clip where he was just like pointing and then the camera was shaking. Oh, that's brilliant as well, isn't it? Like the fact that the camera shook. The cameramen are so good. Uh, Jun Kasai and El Desperado teaming up to take on John Moxley and Homicide. Couldn't care less for Homicide. We're getting Jun Kasai and El De- and John Moxley sharing a ring. What what world is this? What what multiverse are we in, Matt? I thought I thought we had reached our the, the apex when it was Jun Holy Kasai. Shit. El Desperado in a death match. It's called a no, it's called a doomsday no DQ match. <laughs> Exciting encounter doomsday no DQ match. Holy shit, that is the coolest fucking graphic, man. These Independence Day graphics are awesome. Yeah, um, when they uh when they teased the video of El Desperado with Jun Kasai last week, I was like, there's no fucking way we're gonna get Jun Kasai in the New Japan ring. Man, this is gonna be this is awesome. This is gonna be so much fun. Honestly, just. Homicide, fuck off. Even Despy, like, just just sit there and enjoy it. Just let them, just let Moxley and Junkasai go at it. I, I can't believe it. Um, And then as well, we've got Francesco Akira and TJP defending the IWGP Junior Tag Titles against Clark Connors and Driller Maloney. Of course, Driller defecting from uh, United Empire, now standing opposite them. Uh, Night two, night two, night two. We have. I think, I think we get new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. By the way, you think we get back to back? No defenses. Jet Set is not defending successfully in Catch Two Two. Not defending. Yes, I wouldn't be against it. I, I, they need to make this new Bullet Club. They need to give them some legitimacy. Oh yeah. Um, I'd be I'd be a fan. Love Clark Connors uh, and Jelen Maloney's got a lot to prove. Uh, night two, Ryusuke Kuji, Bolton Oleg, and Master Watto taking on. The same team from the night before, uh, except they're now joined by indie veteran Wrecker, Dragon Libre, Takira Katori, and Wrecker. Uh, and then the show kicks off proper. Oscar Loebe, JR Kratos, uh, Yo and Rocky Romero against Clark Connors and Drill and Maloney. I tell you what, if they win the titles, Yo and Rocky would be great con- challengers. Did you purposely skip over Catch-22 against Oiwa and Homicide? Uh, I'm going off a different page to you. Oh, uh, catch two two versus yeah no that's much further up on my one I've got the one with all the pretty graphics oh, I, I've right. gone to the news page rather than the schedule page I get all the pretty graphics no I, I get it Kieran I see you're better than me I get no it. no no I get pretty graphics and then you know you've got some some someone's written out some previews and stuff so there's just information I'm just there teasing. I'm just teasing man come on uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and the DKC taking on Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, Joel Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Great to see those three men together in Japan. Um, Alex Zane and Lance Archer taking on Big Teets, Badu Tito, and Kose Fushita. TMDK, them two sharing the ring for the first time together. Big Teets and Lance Archer. Ooh, there's going to be some Big T slapping around in that. I'm there. I'm here for that, man. That's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, now, Ryohei Oiwa. And Homicide taking on TJP and Francesco Akira. Um, <laughs> Real hate Oiwa and Homicide. Who the fuck? What a fucking bizarre pairing. <laughs> 2023, buddy. Fishumon defending against Gabe Kibb and Alex Coughlin. IWGP Tag Team Championships. Strong Openweight Championships the night before. One of these two titles is going to change at the very I think least. He's- 
I think it's the strong. I I agree. I think it's probably the strong. I would love it to be the IWGP instead. Um, you know, maybe New Japan Swerve us and they they do both, but I don't think that happens. Uh, final death match, Matt. A final death match between El Desperado and Jonathan Moxley. Let's do it. What the fuck is final death? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm here for it, though. Give me the fireworks. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, Kenta versus Eddie Kingston. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that's not going to be. Let Eddie have the title, so people can. Oh, I'd be cool with Eddie having the title. That'd be great. That'd be they fine. Make fucking cumsies in their pants, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Eddie Kingston has been around for fucking ever, and everybody just started liking him. Fucking. Damn. I remember before he joined AEW, I saw him in Rev Pro, and he had a match with this guy called Curtis Chapman, Mad Kurt, um, who probably you might know him. Do you know Osprey done the one wing danger, and he lifted someone's the, the person's mat off the head, head off the mat. In yes. and he was like, Oh my god, they kicked out, and he was really clownish. That poor fool. Um, Eddie Kingston had a match with him, and Eddie Kingston obviously just beat a shot of him, like smashed a keyboard over his head, and the fucking keys went everywhere. And then Eddie <laughs> Eddie challenged Zack Saber Jr. after that match, and then the pandemic happened, and I never got that match. Oh um, but yeah, no, I'd be fine with Eddie being strong. I'd oh. champion to be fair. It would it would be more interesting than Kenta. Like no, you know, I agree. I'm still there's, hot. There's, there's potential there at least. I'm still hot about Eddie Kingston beating Jay White and never allowing Jay White in a New Japan ring ever again. Yeah, uh, Jay White never goes him. never goes away. Never Jay goes White's away. Face, Jay White's facing CM Punk now, so I don't know. Yeah, if it's pretty, good or bad, pretty but... fucking cool. Pretty fucking Sorry. cool. Yeah, um, yeah, they'll do something with Jay White. I don't think I've seen people complain that they feel like Jay White should have come in as a mega star and been pushed to the top. I... I don't think that's how AEW really does it. No one really comes in and just goes straight to the top, do they, with the debuts? Like, Danielson faced Omega, sure. Like, they had that that singles match straight away, time limit draw, but I don't feel like Adam Cole came in and went straight to the top, or, uh, you know, CM Punk he didn't go in, come straight to the top. He kind of bowed, like, he had stories before he went for the AEW world title. Yeah. It's kind of the way they do it. I can't, I think it's a good system. You can't begrudge oh, yeah. that. Yeah, like the top that there's there's you know it's it's a logjam at the top of the card. Like let him do this, let him be in his feud, go after fucking FTR in the tag titles with Juice and this weird thing with the Gun Club, like whatever. Yeah, like, uh, it. like I'd rather him do something that's meaningful than just be kind of thrown to the top and then just be like a fucking stupid. No story, no investing. Yeah. It'd just be another guy in the top. Yeah, like let's let this whatever Bullet Club gold is. Let's get some get our legs under it, and and you know, even if he brings in the guns, which I don't really like, I get it. Like they're little shitheads, but well, it's, a, it, it's an exciting but kind of quiet, weirdly time for New Japan right now. You know, we've got Forbidden Door, uh, and then we've got the Independence Day cards, but you know, that's it for the next month. And then the G1 starts. There's not a lot of New Japan shows happening uh, right now. Um, but the shows that are happening, they're, they're stacked to deals. Forbidden Door, these two independent day cards are absurd. Um, and of course, they're going to have uh, presence on AEW this coming week. And who knows, maybe the week afterwards as well. We got Bishamon versus Young Bucks the week after uh, Forbidden Door last year, people forget, um, which was a great match. So, you know. It's going to be, it, it, it's a fun time, just a bit of a downtime, a bit of a chill before, a calm before a storm. 
Yeah, and I think I, you know, I, I think uh, kind of, I kind of like that about the way New Japan does their schedule too, because it lets these guys kind of rest up, take care of all their little nicks and bumps, and then, you know, they they come back ready for the G one to fire on all fucking cylinders. So it's so it's so different to just weekly TV, isn't it? Like having to put out something because you have to have weekly TV, and it's just no, we we'll kind of do what we want to do when we want to do it type deal, and you know they're fully in control and better for it i would say i agree i agree i think you see less injuries and i think you see uh i think you see better quality matches when these guys get to take a couple weeks break but i think we've done it i think we've done break club matt i think we completed it hell yeah the, look for for a show that didn't have a lot of meat on the bone we uh we gave you a lot Right. We we will dive so deep into the G1 blocks in two weeks. Do we have how many shows do we have before the G1? We got that show. Yeah, our next show will be the in-depth G1 preview. We'll we'll review Forbidden Door. We'll be fucked with Independence Day because we'll be recording this after before Independence Day. But Independence Day will be happening after it's released. Um, so we won't re- we won't be able to talk about that. That's why I've previewed it properly today. But we will talk Forbidden Door and we will dive deep into these G1 brackets um, and we'll see if we can't get someone to come help us along the ride. Ah. I reckon I can persuade one person. Interesting. I'll try. If I'm a teaser, if rem- people. If I remember, this is a teaser like, that I've given no thought to. I've not reached out to anyone yet, right. but, but I will. I like it. I like I like, I like your style, Kieran. We'll, 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 we'll get someone, even if it's just. Even if it's just um, Nelly, yeah, we'll get a body. We'll put a body in here. We'll get we'll get Nelly. Give Nelly her own setup. I think she's sleeping. Don't I don't want to wake her up. She's been good. <laughs> no, here. no, for the for the G one preview, Nelly will be our special guest. Yeah, what like um, what's the like the dog that hits the balls down the stairs and says two buckets to pick the winners? I'll see if I can <laughs> knock a toy into a bucket to pick the winners. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a, a lot to look forward to with New Japan as always. Yeah, it's a nice break. As you said, the calm before the storm. We're going to have Forbidden Door, Independence Day, and then we're off and running with the G1. And and it, then we'll be in the fucking... Fucking... Uh, what's it? Power Struggle? What's in November? Have they announced yet? I don't know. November's a long way away. We'll we'll be at the end of August, Matt, after... You say a long way away. It's going to fucking be here before we know, man. I don't know what the tour is after G1. Let's have a look. They've not announced the tour after no, G1. They the, all they got is the All-Star Junior Festival and the Multiverse United 2. For whom the bell tolls. No, for whom the bell doesn't toll. Who? I don't know. I was hoping you would answer. I thought you had a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> well, we're on Fightful Overbook. Fightfulovercom Fightful.com. <coughs> Excuse me as I choke to death. Um, be sure when this video comes out, you like, you leave a comment because now we're going to show the comments every week when we start our next show. We're going to we're going to go over the comments and we'll uh, dive into them like we did this afternoon on those comments from our last episode. So fuck, keep it up, Scott George and and Julian and Yousef and and the, Pete the, Davies. Yeah, all you guys, keep it up. We love the support. Um, Kieran's over at wrestling at wrestling with two ends on the Twitter machine at Kieran RH 93 on Twitter. Uh, he's, uh, always tw- tweeting out the days, uh, this day in history. So follow him just for that. So you can test your, test your mind. 
sharpen it. No, you yeah. And got that Kai Takemi interview coming out imminently, publicly, if you can't afford the schmeckles for Patreon. I appreciate it's a hard time for everyone. Um, Hanari interview will also be up early on Patreon. We got stuff in the works with DDT, with TJPW. Um, who else? I know I've got a big list. Choco Pro. I'm so excited. I'm really hoping this Choco Pro interview comes through um, because we've got Choco Cast now, a new podcast, part of the Wrestling Network. Uh, and it features you. You watched one episode of Choco Pro, right, Matt? Yes, sir. I watched the one where you were in the window. So, you know, I was in that window. There is a guy who is always in the window. He's called Window Jeff. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, he is not a japanese person i'm I, i'm i'm not sure where he is but i'm excited to learn because he talks about on this new episode of choco cast which will be out by the time you listen to this but he's like at all the choco pro shows always in the same seat he lives in tokyo obviously um he is part of the choco cast he is window jeff if you watch choco pro you will know who window jeff is whether you realize it or not he's part of choco cast so we got first-hand accounts for practically every choco pro show ever and going forward on the choco cast Check that out if you're a Choco Pro fan. I'm pretty sure we're the only Choco Pro podcast out there. We've got like we've got the the corner on that market secured. Smart, I like that. So if I wanted to learn about Choco Pro, I would listen to the Choco Cast. It's your only choice, whether you like it or not. You've got it's to check out Choco Cast. I like it. That's a no brainer. And then I I do uh, the Wizards podcast at Wizards podcast on all social media. By the time this comes out, our Bad Dutito interview will be available in podcast form and on our YouTube. Plus, we finally got a guy who clips our stuff. Oh, hell so, yeah. yeah. So if you are if you want to watch the interview, uh, you give it a couple days. By the end of the week, there'll be just the interview in video form. Uh, and you want to listen to the rest of the crazy nonsense. You know, if you like the interview, then you can go back and check the rest of the crazy nonsense out. We're live every Monday night. I know Scott George shows up. Um, uh, he's been there the last couple weeks. Appreciate the support, Scott. Like, that's awesome. Um, you know, so uh, at Wizards Podcast, all social media, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We don't really take ourselves too seriously. Last week, we rolled out Wrestler's Court, where we, um, Tony dressed as a judge, uh, <laughs> and I had a tie on, and we, uh, we made an argument about, uh, we took, uh, uh, the, the case was Tony Khan slash AEW about the barbed wire exploding death match. So we took that to court. Dude, get those clips up on Twitter. That is they're fucking up, gold. The clips of the court. Okay, yeah, on Twitter now. Okay, they're on that's, YouTube. It's, the clip is just on YouTube, yes. That's fucking gold, man. That's such a great concept. I can't believe I saw you tweet about it that you were doing Wrestler's Court. And I was <laughs> like, okay, they're just going to bring up a subject and they're going to talk about it. The, the fact that you've gone full hog and you've got the fella dressed up as a judge and you had a tie on and all this stuff. Okay, I've got to go back and check that out now. Yeah, that just the wrestlers court is on YouTube, so you don't have to watch the whole show. But we had we had it's the first time we ever did it. Uh, we definitely have room for improvement, but we're <laughs> also gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Like I had clips, I had fucking deathmatch clips I was showing on the on the on the screen, and Tony uh, Tony actually is went to law school, so him being the judge, like he knows how a proceeding oh, goes. This is a superb idea and concept, and that is brilliant that he was uh, he went to law school. Oh my god, this get that up on the socials, man. We need to make that shit pop off. Yeah, so we had fun with it, and then we're gonna, you know, there's it's wrestling, so there you could there's so many things people can argue. Endless, endless. It's on Twitter every day. Yeah. Oh god. (laughs) 
fucking fuck but off. Yeah. <laughs> Check out at Wizards Podcast for wrestlers call and for the interview with the big bad dude Tito, Big Teets himself. I'm excited to talk to Big Teets. Uh, and I'm excited to to talk to you, Kieran, in two weeks when we talk about Forbidden Door. We'll find did Kieran stay up? No. Or did I can tell you that now? Come on, teaser, bro. We gotta tease it. Uh yeah, no. I, I just... uh, the people know me. We've we've been doing this for a long time. Go now. to bed at ten o'clock and then set an alarm for three o'clock to wake up. I mean, three o'clock. The show would be, I would hope, a long way done. I'll see you. Oh, maybe. I probably have to get up at midnight because the shows are so long and the pre-show starts so early. That's a good point. I mean, AKS good. pointless. AK, I'm not staying up. AK, thanks for listening to Break Club. He might stay up. He might stay up, people. You're going to want to tune in next week. To, to... <laughs> That's the big tease. <laughs> big tease. Did Kieran stay up? And who won the wrestling matches at Forbidden Door? And how did that <laughs> feel? Because uh, there was a little, you know, if Daniel Garcia wins the pure title, you're going to want to fucking tune in next week. <laughs> me, and Kieran, me and Kieran might switch roles. He might if be Daniel, the next week. If Daniel Garcia wins, you'll want to check, you'll want to turn up because it will be Matt and it will be me behind bars. Because I'll be like, can I please just do this podcast behind the prison bars, please, sir? Shit's going to go down if my boy Shabata loses to Daniel Garcia. Oh, boy. All right. So there you go. That's That's a teaser. That's a teaser. It might be like the Alex Coughlin entrance. It just might be a white screen with Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) No jumping out of that, though. Just be a a cutout of me. Like, it will just be a melon. Someone's drawing a mustache and glasses on it. Oh, great. I'll be doing the fucking podcast with Yuki next week. Oh my god, um, can you imagine if we just put our cats in front of our yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> we gotta start an episode like that. We gotta start one episode like that. If it's we like could fun. do the whole episode and just we speak, but they're on camera the whole time. Oh my god, I can't, couldn't I don't think I could ever get her to say still. No, neither. That'd be funny as shit though. If we just sent fucking Jeremy an hour and ten minutes <laughs> of just like just don't tell em, em, our either. empty rooms, then like the cat walks by every few minutes. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! Oh, well, thank you to Jeremy and everyone at Fightful Overbook. Thank you to Kieran for taking time out of his busy schedule to record another excellent episode of the Bread Club. Thank you for listening. Um, watch it all: New Japan, All Japan, Noah, WWE, AW, whatever you want. Watch all the wrestling. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. This is going to be a huge week, and we'll be back in two weeks. We're going to talk Forbidden Door. I'll be celebrating my independence. Right? It'll be right on the cusp of the Fourth yeah. of July. So I'll be like, America, yeah. And I'll be like, it's Monday. Oh, come on. <laughs> Do the, uh, is that, no, maybe it's an American thing. No, I'm not going to open my stupid mouth. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you guys for supporting us. Follow Kieran at KieranRH93 at Wrestle in in a spell with two N's. I'm Shining Wizards Mad at Wizards Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks to talk all things New Japan here exclusively on Fightful Overbooked. That's pretty professional, huh? I was just, I was waiting for you to stop recording and then I was going (laughs) to say that and then you had to ruin it. (laughs) Um, I'm a.